Welcome to Marvelicious Toys. Hosted by Justin and his amazing friends, Arnie and Marjorie. We bring you news and reviews of Marvel toys, statues, and more. Because not all Marvel collections can be bagged and boarded. They're not just toys, they're Marvelicious. Hello and welcome to issue 104 of Marvelicious Toys. I'm Marjorie. I'm Arnie. And this is Justin. And we are back after just six days since our last show. This new every other week schedule, guys. <laughs> when did we do that? <laughs> it's been like once since we announced it, I think. <laughs> well, it will be again, but it is good to be back. So much to discuss. Last time we were here, we were looking forward to Black Friday. Now it is well in the past. Justin, did you brave the crowds? Heck no, I didn't even leave the house that day. That's how great of a day I had. <laughs> so no yeah no stores for me i actually went to two walmarts you're a fool i really am because i went for something i already have because i was lured out just because i hate to miss a bargain <laughs> well chris our friend jedi yoda 7 on the forums texted and as we mentioned on the last show lego marvel the video game was only $25 at Walmart, but his store still had the exclusive with the Iron Patriot minifigure, which itself sells for $30 to $35 on eBay. And I'm like, well, I don't have the game for the 360, which is my favorite gaming platform, and I could use another Iron Patriot, and damn it, I just don't want to be the guy who paid $50 for a game I could have gotten for $25. <laughs> I have two. I could at least split that and say I paid thirty-seven fifty a piece. <laughs> you gotta spend more to save more. So I went to one Walmart at eight o'clock in the morning, and the lines were still enormous. Yet everything was picked over. Oh, like post-apocalyptic landscape. The look of despair and hopelessness on the people's faces as they waited in line a line that started in electronics and ended near the milk oh god oh. their utter despair made me realize even if they had lego marvel there i wouldn't wait in that line i didn't take the day off work i wouldn't miss an entire day just to save 25 dollars. people that go and do that don't think like that though oh no not at all i don't know what drives them it's the same people who shop at Kohl's, I think. <laughs> I cannot do Kohl's. <laughs> I think the reason they were all lined up, because the video games weren't behind glass or anything except for the ones that weren't on sale. They were all out in the aisle, and no Lego Marvel to be found except for the Wii. And, of course, it didn't have the Iron Patriot. They were all there for the cell phone deals, which is why the line was so long. They had to wait for activation and credit checks on the free phones. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> so then... I didn't even mean to, but I went to another Walmart at about 6 o'clock at night, and you want to talk about post-apocalyptic. It really was like things were fluttering through the aisles, yet it was still full of people, but there were no things. It was like <laughs> Dawn of the Dead in the mall with the zombies. I was just going to say, wouldn't it be fun to organize like a zombie walk through a, a Walmart at like noon on Black Friday? <laughs> this was 6 o'clock at night, and you didn't need the makeup. They were just like, sales. <laughs> I did head over. This was a different Walmart than I usually go. And I was looking for that Iron Man Assembler 3-pack. The one I went to in the morning had it. 
It's $25. We talked about it last time on our last regular show. We didn't know the cost. $25 for three figures. So not a bad price for three assemblers. No. I mean, if we take into consideration that they usually charge 10 bucks a piece, it's, it's a savings. Not a big savings. It's a savings. It's a savings. And it has a light-up arc reactor, though, which if it was like a glow-in-the-dark figure at Toys R Us, that's a $15 figure right there. <laughs> so I was looking for that in the toy aisle, and there was a, it had to be probably 60-something woman there with a little girl around 10. And they were scouring the Marvel figures. And I'm kind of looking for the Iron Man ones. They didn't have them at that one. I'm looking at the Star Wars stuff. And finally, I hear the old woman say, there's Thor. And the little girl goes, no, that's his dad. (laughs) (laughs) And it was an old Thor figure from a couple of years back. The only original series Thor figure they had was the repainted gold Odin. But this little girl wanted a Thor. And I (laughs) specifically from the new movie, but she would have taken the last movie's Thor. But the Avengers five point of articulation Thor was not suiting her needs. Interesting. Is Thor big with little girls other than in adventures and babysitting? (laughs) That's what it reminded me of. She was a little blonde girl and she was really wanting a Thor figure. And I'm not usually too helpful, polite, friendly, extroverted in the toy aisle to strangers. But as they looked and looked and looked, I finally said, ma'am, only one store in Springfield carries the Thor figures, and that's Toys R Us. I know for a fact if she were to go there, she would have found a dozen Thors, at least before Black Friday. And I can't imagine that was the big seller. It wasn't on sale. (laughs) That's what people went rushing through the doors for. (laughs) Well, this old lady then collapses upon me with both of her arms on mine and says, but I don't want to go there. (laughs) And that's when the situation got really weird because then you invite them over to your house. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that poor little girl. She's probably not even a fan of Thor. She's just a fan of adventures and babysitting. She probably just likes Hemsworth. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of sad that, I mean, kids have no choice, but to try and find Thor figures at Toys R Us. Nowhere else. The look of despair on her grandmother's face was, (laughs) I don't know if she'd been shopping since 2 a.m. or what, to cause her to just fall in the arms of a complete stranger in the toy aisle. (laughs) So I picked her up off me, wished her well and luck, and left. (laughs) But I did do some Black Friday shopping, but all of it was online. I was happy to sit back and let my credit card just burn up the inner wit. I thought I had a huge savings, but I kind of messed up. What? Do I need to watch your purchases more closely? I went to ToysRUs.com just to see if they had the helicarrier on its Black Friday price online. And sure enough, there it was for $39.99. But right next to it in my search was an almost identical photo of the Hasbro product. It looked a little bit grayer. It almost looked like the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive for $15.99. Whoa. Now that's a price to make me sit up and take notice. So did you buy it? $15.99? I was so excited. I bought three to get free shipping. (laughs) I thought your niece and nephew could use one. And I thought for toys for tots, Marjorie. It's bigger than my niece and nephew combined. No, no, it wasn't the Comic-Con one, though. It was the regular one. So it's just the size of your nephew. 
And I thought... Yes, because that's what every three-year-old needs is a giant helicarrier. I honestly planned on donating one to two to Toys for Tots. At $16 a piece, I thought that was a great thing for Toys for Tots. Yeah, that'd be a really cool gift to get. But after I placed my order, I'm like, something's up. Why would they have this listed twice? I really thought it was a mistake, and, and it was, but it was partially mine. I go back and look at the product description again, and it's like, by creative designs. Not by Hasbro, but by creative designs. <laughs> what? So I start reading the product reviews, and I'm not the only person to fall for this, as there were numerous one-star reviews that say, the picture shown is for the four-foot helicarrier. The item you get looks nothing like this picture. What it was was a little, like, handheld launcher that would shoot foam quinjets in the air. Oh. Which really made me wonder about the five-star review. <laughs> Where <laughs> Because it was the top review. It said, this was a gift for my child's friend. When he opened the plane, he was very excited and wanted to open it immediately. His mother told me later that he plays with it all the time. Maybe they didn't know any better. <laughs> That's what I thought. Soccer mom. But then the next one, my grandson had a great time with this toy. It is a safe, great outdoor toy. Mm. <laughs> it's then that I started realizing the truth. Thank God they had a nice cancellation policy. They don't ship very quickly from Toys R Us. And so I was able to immediately retract my order before it was ever really billed. You'd think they might have to change that picture out real quick or at least honor that price for the, what they're picturing. I don't know how that works on the web. It's like, sorry, wrong picture, right description. I think I'd have just gotten the wrong thing and had to take it to the store and been like, uh, refund. Yeah. <laughs> But now that it shoots foam quimjets, I'm thinking Luke might love it. It could be destructive. <laughs> the whole thing is probably balsa wood and foam. I don't know how long it would last. But I did buy a few other things online. Mike DeBalfo, an artist who I've been following since Comic-Con, had an exclusive Black Friday Black Cat print that I picked up. That looks pretty neat. Limited to 75 pieces, 13 by 19. Not a bad price. So I thought it was a nice piece. And pretty clever on his part, doing Black Cat on Black Friday. It's very true to the female form, too. It's not exaggerated in the least bit. <laughs> not like his <laughs> Savage Land rogue. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who I might have picked up or might not have, but she was sold out, so the decision was out of my hands. <laughs> she looks proportionate. I don't know what you're talking about. And I also did some eBay shopping. I have given up on Micro Mug Series 2 ever showing up in stores. I was given it till Black Friday. But we went to many Targets since we last recorded, and none of them carry Micro Mugs anymore. After putting them on the Red Tag clearance, they've just stopped stocking them. Well, they had to go on Red Tag clearance. Yeah, I mean, I've seen them at Target here and there, but I mean... Who can tell if they're new or old or restocked or what, unless you're there every other day to watch them move out? I usually have been able to find one ripped open. <laughs> but Jason, who updates our Facebook page, had found one Series 2-1 at his Target, which he may or may not have ripped open in the aisle to find. And so I knew they were out there. But giving up, they're $3 a piece blind boxed. I was able to pick them all up for $5 a piece on eBay. $5 a piece. Versus three. But guaranteed, no duplicates, got the entire second wave of 12. 
that's not too bad. You could you could easily spend well over sixty dollars just trying to complete a set. I figure maybe one of our listeners is really good with math. I guarantee there's a formula that will determine the logistics of what to pay to know what's in a blind box to item loose. You have I'm sure it's a formula that's like there are X number of variants in a box and the and Y is the cost of the item and your odds of getting the one you need are Z over X each time, and as you get more, the ratio, the likelihood of the one you want decreases. And of course, short packs would throw a W variable into the mix, I'm sure, but somebody should be able to figure out if blind boxed, evenly packed cases are three apiece, what the actual value is to not have to buy them blind. Sounds like you have that formula. I have the concept of it, but I don't have the wherewithal to actually make it. We need a mathematician. So if one of our listeners wants to actually come up with that, I might have a prize for you. (laughs) But only if you call it the Carvalho Theorem. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) The Carvalho Theorem of Blind Packaged Pricing. And you can have all of Arnie's doubles on the Wave 1 micro mugs. Oh, God, we've got so many. You see why the five of figures looking pretty good now? <laughs> now, I also may or may not have gone to eBay after giving up on Walmarts for those Xbox 360 Iron Patriots just to see what Iron Patriots were going for on eBay. What? Don't we already have the Iron Patriot? Well, yeah. So. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm confused. And what I found was, it turns out, in Asia, there are much cooler Iron Man minifigures than we got here in the States. <laughs> in the States, you could only get Iron Patriot by going to Walmart. But in Asia, they not only have Iron Patriot, but they have the Gemini outfit, the Mark 41, Mark 17, all in Lego minifigures. Oh, wow. And they all come with the same kind of base that the Iron Patriot comes in in his baggie, but in different colors. Well, that's pretty cool. So the, they got a alleged American icon way better than we did? Yeah. That's amusing. So I picked up a couple of auctions for various Iron Man armors. The Iron Patriot that is included in the set looks identical and has the identical armature display base that the one I got from Walmart has. But yet they have all these other armors that are painted in way too detailed a fashion, I think, to be a custom. Hmm. Yeah, I might pull the trigger here. It's only 22 bucks, and I'm not even a Lego minifig collector, but some of these are pretty darn cool. Yeah, it was six Iron Men for $22 on the one auction, and then eight for 24 on the next, and they were totally different Iron Men. Wow. This one has looks like a lot of red and gold Iron Man armors. Yeah, but seemingly different? Yeah. Yeah, definitely going to have a handful of different ones. You might have one or two crossovers there. Like, you might have another Iron Patriot and the black and gold. But other than that, you're going to have quite a little Lego minifig Iron Man collection going on. What's odd to me, though, is neither of them say Lego in the title, but these are quite obviously Lego minifigures, even if they... It says they are not Lego brand, but these are quite obviously Lego minifigures coming in some other box like maybe this is a jap maybe this is a chinese knockoff you know a bootleg but they're still alts really cool well there's all those weird licensing rules too where you can't sell certain things in certain ways which are like kubricks are so hard to get in the u.s who knows but you bought them they're cute 
Yeah, I love that if they are bootlegs, that they they were more afraid of Lego than they are of Iron Man and Marvel. <laughs> they have the Iron Man logo blazed right across there, but no no Lego. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good find. I'm I'm right now purchasing the the first set with the Gemini armor. Yeah, it's a nice little set. I mean, if these are customs, these are some really well-done customs. Because I bought some custom Lego figures on eBay. I bought a couple custom Ghost Riders. And they're cute, but they don't look factory good. (laughs) They're just cute. Exactly. These look factory good. So we'll put a link to this auction on our homepage. But if you didn't feel like spending 50 bucks and weren't lucky enough like Chris to get it for 25 on Black Friday for the Walmart-only Iron patriot here's a pretty good way to get a bunch of armors including an iron patriot that while it may not be completely legitimate certainly falls into the good enough category definitely and speaking of stores and not really stocking we also heard from one of our listeners on facebook scott that he went to target on black friday and they were putting out cases and cases of the professor x wave of marvel universe figures what? I know. He went to Target on Black Friday. That's crazy. <laughs> what was he thinking? Now, none of them had the Baghead or Miles Morales Spider-Man. But other than that, it was the Professor X wave. And he said he's heard other reports of the same. So if you're needing a Professor X or some of those figures, apparently Target is the place to hit around this weekend. Interesting. Seems like a weird case to be just shipping out randomly. And the Professor X-Wave did come with that Spider-Man, so it must be a new case assortment, I would think. Right. And why, why try to get Baghead Spider-Man out there again? Because everybody has him. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Blastar. For? For just no Baghead Spider-Man. They made him a variant, too. And I was remember we were all afraid that the translucent arm Blastar would be impossible to find. Not the case. <laughs> I do keep thinking about when I saw Baghead Spider-Man for $11 and almost skipped. I'm like, yeah, do I want to pay that extra dollar? <laughs> oh, one day. I still hope one day I will find him. He's coming down in price. Every so often I see him on eBay and he's down to 60 from 120 So he's halfway down. Hmm. Maybe if I just shut up and quit talking about him, he'd come all the way down. <laughs> but the most money I spent on Black Friday was clearly at Sideshow's website. We were talking about this on the last show, the Black Friday show, how they were having a Black Friday release of the X-Force Deadpool. And I did a lot of speculation based upon their repainted Storm, how they'd handle this repainted Deadpool. And I got absolutely everything wrong. (laughs) But I'm man enough to admit everything I said last show that I speculated upon was wrong. For example... I speculated that this would have a very low edition size. Nope, edition size to be determined. Meaning, however many people order it in the next few weeks, and then we're going to make some more on top of that so that they can sit in stock and then maybe be gift card appreciated. (laughs) And I said he'd ship right now because Storm was ready to go. Nope, ships in June 2014. What? Uh, Oh, for two. And we talked about how the last Deadpool had the coolest base, in our opinion, of any Sideshow Premium format we've ever seen. Yep, they took away the base. Because you can't beat this base with the bullets. Yeah, they've now given him a base that just matches 
most of their X-Men, a standard black circle with a red X on top. That is lame. So here's the big question, though. Did you pre-order it? Oh, yes. What? (laughs) Why? I'll tell you why. Because he already has the cool red Deadpool, and this one will go nice with it. But for somebody like me who doesn't have the red Deadpool, all of these things added up to me making it feel like the gray version was just that much of a lesser booby prize that would always remind me that I missed out on the red one. You know? Have to wait till next summer and that lame base? Come on. I completely agree. I consider this to be the booby prize Deadpool. Then I don't understand why you bought it. Well, let me get there. I mean, they're giving you far less for your money. Because take away the exclusive version I have with the chicken with the dynamite up the back. His butt. The regular version still had interchangeable heads, couple different hand options, the katanas that go in his back, all of this. Plus the really cool base. Well, this version, you get only one set of hands to display and only one head to display, and there is no exclusive version, so there's no chicken to choke. But yet it costs the same. So they've really taken away a hell of a lot and kept the money the same. The reason I got it, the thing that they sold me with, is he has new hands. (laughs) Really? New hands? Are they jazz hands? The look on Marjorie's (laughs) face when I said that was absolutely priceless. I wish I had a photo for the Enhanced Podcast of the absolute incredulousness oozing out of her as I said (laughs) new hands. Really? New hands? That's, That's what it comes down to. He's holding his swords in an iconic Deadpool pose. Okay. So if you like Deadpool with the swords more than Deadpool with the guns... This is how you'd want it displayed. And had the red Deadpool come with hands that could hold the katanas instead of hands that hold chickens and guns and the katanas had to go in the back, I would not have needed this. But I really love the way the pose looks with the swords. Plus, it's a nice alternate outfit. And You've really angered Rocket Raccoon. Justin's convinced me it's a legitimate costume, not just a cheap reboot. What? <laughs> Justin? Thanks a hey, lot. Sorry. He is the enabler. I know. Yeah, it's, I mean, hey, end of the day, it's still a cool piece and it's still Deadpool. But to me, like I said, it would just be a reminder that I don't own the red one. I do think they messed up because they only included the really comic-y head and not the more serious head. And when I was talking to Dabid from Marvel Toy News about this, he agreed that if it was only going to ship with one head, it should have shipped with the more serious head, being that this is a more serious outfit from a more serious comic book. Right. I can agree with that. I think it should have shipped with both heads. Give you the option. I would have displayed the head it's coming with anyway, because I really like the other head on my Deadpool. Or, you know what, if it's going to have less accessories than the first one, then drop the price by 50 bucks. Make this a cheaper, more affordable version. Or do what you did with Storm and limit this to 300 pieces. Storm sold out in a couple of hours. The fact that it is open edition, that's a little disappointing. Yeah. I almost skipped and I still could cancel. Kind of looking at that flex pay, but not going to do it. But then on Monday, they put up another pre-order, the Midas Armor. Justin, did you get yours? Yes, I did. Usually I have meetings on Monday morning, but luckily there was a couple of people sick, so I was able to stay at my desk and click away and keep refreshing. And I was able to get in and get out with no problem. How about you? It's kind of funny, but because we live a little bit in the future, we record before the shows come out. I canceled all of my 
Monday meetings the week before <laughs> to order the Midas armor. <laughs> and then I'm all prepped and Sunday night I'm like, damn, it's next week. <laughs> but fortunately, the Monday after Thanksgiving, everybody is still in their trick to fan coma. I had no meetings. I had my text alerts set from Sideshow. And yeah, the second it went up, I had it. Very nice. So that was a really nice find. Speaking of hot toys, they've also released they're making a new hot toy. Now, how are you feeling on that whole no buying toys that wear loafers, Justin? <laughs> uh, I'm still holding steady on it yet. Yeah, you may want to pick this up if you ever wanted to have a tiny Mark Ruffalo in your house. It's like tiny Elvis, but he wears better clothes. <laughs> Who doesn't want a tiny Mark Ruffalo? Seriously, if you get like an Electra one someday, you could recreate 13 going on 30 in Hot Toys. <laughs> nice. It looks that good. I mean, it looks just like him. It looks like they shrunk him down and made a toy. Admittedly, I did show her the close-up of his face, and she thought I was showing her a photo of Mark Ruffalo, not a toy. Wow. Yeah, I mean, obviously Hot Toys, incredible likeness, but... <sighs> Come on. It's a dude in a suit. And not even like a nice Tony Stark suit. No, it's clearly a men's warehouse suit. Yes. It's not a dude in a suit, Justin. It's Bruce Banner. Yeah. But Bruce Banner himself, if he, you know, never ran out there and got exposed to gamma radiation, would we be talking about him right now? No, it's because he's the Hulk that we like Bruce Banner. Well, they are coming out with Bruce Banner. And they are re-releasing the Hulk. The Hulk was one of those that sold out really quick and then really skyrocketed on the secondary market. It was not uncommon to see the Hot Toys Hulk for five, six hundred dollars. Is it just a re-release or is it going to be different in any way that we know of or not? It's going to be, from what I can tell, looking at the pictures, comparing them side by side, a straight re-release. Well, that's cool. And... It's like they did with the Iron Man gantry, where you could get the Iron Man Mark IV, or you could just get the gantry. It looks like they are going to be offering Bruce Banner alone, or a Bruce Banner-Hulk combo. So the people who missed out on the Hulk the first time, they may not want a Ruffalo, but they can get a Ruffalo. <laughs> Here's the kicker, though. If you buy the pair, you also get... A new base with a mashed, smashed Chitauri on it and wreckage for Hulk to hold. Uh, they're they're getting in on that game with the other people who had that non-licensed Hulkorama stuff for him to hold and play with. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty cool looking charred Chitauri there, isn't it? I kinda like him. I can't say that I don't. Kinda gruesome. So I'm thinking I will probably, so I can get those pieces by the set. And then resell my Hulk. Or take his pants off and get some Rit dye and make him purple pants and you can have two Hulks. Or we can make a big Rit Hulk. We don't let Arnie handle dyes and etching creams and things like that. That's a Marjorie job. <laughs> we could paint the Hulk. Now these are already available on eBay. The Ruffalo alone is going for about two thirty, and the Ruffalo with Hulk is about five thirty. So I bet Ruffalo's going to be 200 and the Ruffalo-Hulk combo probably 500 At that price, that's not too terribly bad, considering how, how expensive some of those bigger armored figures go for. 
you know, I know Hulk's big, but he's not armored, so he's probably a little cheaper to produce than than those Iron Man ones. But you know, sub five hundred bucks for those two, not not bad at all. Yeah, I'm not complaining considering the fact that I paid almost that much for two Chitari. <laughs> and speaking of online, I also did pick up a Bowen Arnim Zola mini bust. Ooh. Midtown Comics had all of their in stock statues. 20 to 40% off on Black Friday. Ooh. And I was able to get quite a few nice deals. And I'd been kind of eyeing that Arnim Zola mini bust. I don't know. Ever since we came up with Arnie Zola, I was a little taken to this character. <laughs> and it was pretty expensive originally. This was a mini bust that was around $130. So when I saw it at a much more reasonable 72 I picked it up. As well as a Goblin Queen statue down from two twenty five to one thirty. Hmm. Wow! Midtown has good sales. If you get on their email list, a lot of times they'll put back issues of comics on sale, statues, action figures, tchotchkes, and by all means, if you are in Manhattan, go to their store. Oh God, yes, they have all this stuff out on display to just drool over. It's better than Comic Con because there's no glass between you and the item and there's also not 10 million people walking around yeah and they're very helpful yeah see that's that's my type of place i would love to go there and just hang out for a weekend oh and if you go at new york comic-con they're always giving you either 20 or 25 percent off coupons when you go to their booth at new york comic-con so you can go to their store pick out a statue and get it about a quarter off which is what we did when we got marjorie that mini mate max galactus Nice. It was a $200 piece, but we had the coupon, so got it for $150. So it's good for anything in the store. And I also picked up the Storm Mohawk comic cat from Sideshow. I saved $220 on this order. Whoa. Yeah. Hey, that's almost your Deadpool, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> Especially with the Bowen stuff, I'm noticing more and more it's paying to save. Because there were a couple of Bowen items I bought throughout the year. That I could have saved 40% on if I just waited. So I don't think I'm buying Bowen for more than 30% off anymore. Yeah, unless it's something that you absolutely cannot live without. The medium to long game is usually a good way to go with Bowen stuff. Speaking of statues and sideshow, I finally over the holiday weekend opened my second Galactus maquette. We all know what happened with the first one. You can listen to the archives about how I had to box him up and ship him back because he didn't light up my life. Or anything else. <laughs> and I was nervous to open the second one, as I'm nervous opening any sideshow item. How will this one be? And I dread these days. I really do. Because it puts you in a pissy mood for the rest of the day. And two days sometimes, even. You dread them. Jeff, our photo editor, dreads them. Because <laughs> he knows what's coming his way once, once it comes out of the box. Marjorie dreads them if they're broken. Jeff dreads them if they're not. <laughs> but this Galactus was in perfect condition. Nice. Now, William at Sideshow did say that they were going to open it up and test it first. And there is a little scratch on the base. They weren't too careful when they were testing him. But it's under the foot and I'd be as likely to cause that scratch as anyone. And again, under the foot, not able to be seen. But I do know that they opened him up, put him together, made sure he lit up before they mailed it. Excellent. And I can also say, now that I've owned two of these bases, 
that everyone is different. The last one I had, it was almost like a crumb cake. There was so much rust dust on it, and everywhere I put it, it would leave brown chunks of debris behind. I'm pretty sure there's a really thick file on you at Sideshow. <laughs> well, I just took that as variants, and I kind of liked the rust buildup on it. This one has far, far less of that. It did not make me need to wash my photo backdrop after shooting the base. Hmm. And I was also a little concerned because I'd been dealing with damaged sideshow products. On the last one, I noticed there were some scratches that I thought, well, are they intentional? Are they weathering the base or did they just screw mine up? They are intentional, but I'll say this. The same scratches are on the base but in a different location. It's almost like to weather the base, they took it out to a gravel road and rolled it just to see what damage would occur because they are both damaged. They're both beat up by Galactus, but in different ways. <laughs> they just drop it in a bag of nails and shake twice, take it out. <laughs> I mean, you having seen two really closely and really looked at them, I can see what they're doing. They're using the same tools to do this. But, man, I could see why on my first one I couldn't tell if it was intentional damage or not. <laughs> well, it, I mean, you're probably not too far off. I bet you they have people whose job it is to work on the base, and there's probably a different amount of people, and they're each told to do something. And depending on who's doing it, that one guy is doing it the same way on all of his bases, while another guy is doing it slightly different on all of his bases. I mean, it could be something as simple as hand applying it and they're told just to do it differently. Or if they're doing it with a machine, they've somehow perfected the random weathering. <laughs> it's kind of cool, though, that each one is going to be slightly different. You know, the hand painted, hand crafted type thing. It's the same item, but each one is a little bit unique. It adds something to it. When you're dealing with an $800 item, I kind of like that personalized touch. It's making me think that I kind of wish we could do a segment on like how it's made go visit some of these factories and see how these things are produced. I suggest you write that email, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I want to go to some of the countries where these are being assembled. Yeah, sadly, while I know Sideshow gives tours of their American offices, tours of Chinese factories are usually involving subpoenas. <laughs> and guys with machine guns following <laughs> you around. Galactus himself is also a little different because the last one had a lot of spray of cosmic dust on him. This one has some cosmic dust, but nowhere near as much. Again, it's like they just flung paint at it, and this one got a little less on him. What I liked the old base a little better for its crumb topping. I like this Galactus a little better because he's less dusty. Damn, now I want a coffee cake. <laughs> <laughs> He does light up, and it is a neat effect, but it is definitely a gimmick. It doesn't illuminate the whole statue, but the eyes light up really bright, and the chest lights up, kind of like he has an arc reactor. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does, doesn't he? Now, if you push that button, does he talk? <laughs> no, it, that's the Hasbro toy you're thinking of, Justin. Oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> And I did get that Eagle Moss Silver Surfer, who was also hand-painted, but he was only $10 on eBay. So how many times are you going to send him back? <laughs> Zero. It's from eBay. <laughs> and he is almost perfectly to scale. I thought initially he was a lot bigger than the Silver Surfer that came with Galactus from Sideshow. But then I put them next to each other, and 
if you judge board size, he's only slightly bigger. Well, are you measuring from the tip of the board all the way to the base? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. That's the only fair way to do it. Yeah. But on the Sideshow one, he's all hunched over in a cool surfing pose, whereas he's standing erect on the Eagle Moss one. And so the size isn't all that different. Because the Eagle Moss one is a lead figurine, I was a little nervous doing the posing him in the hand. He didn't quite stand perfectly straight. You had to kind of put the base in between a couple fingers. I'm more than happy to have Galactus standing with Silver Surfer at his feet versus in his hand. But if you live a little braver than I do with an $800 statue, he does stay in the hand. Yeah, that might be a little daunting. I mean, you can scratch it up a little bit, putting him in the hand. And he could fall and break your base. Oh, God. A silver surfer in the hand is worth how much? Two in the bush? <laughs> so I've got him displayed with Nova coming out of the hand and silver surfer at the base. So I got both heralds represented. I love the piece. It is so pretty with the metallic paint. It is gorgeous. They've done a fine job on this one. I have no buyer's remorse now that I have a working one. Thank God. Nice. I also did... Again, long weekend, open up and photo the premium format Hawkeye that we talked about before. Another really nice piece. They did some really inventive stuff with him. The way the base is, the base comes in two pieces, the standard base and then a large rock that you insert. And his foot has a normal peg in the main base. It connects via a super magnet to the extension piece to keep him balanced. Well, that's pretty cool. And the paint they used on him, the purple, is slightly iridescent, especially around the scales on his neck. So it really adds a depth to him. His little cloak skirt is all wire, so you can pose it however you want to. If I had one complaint, it would just be they used a standard string as the wire on his bow. Yeah, but a wire would break. I guess the string might break. I am not an archer. I don't know what they use, but this looks almost like the ropes that the Spider-Man figures came on from the little pulley things <laughs> down to the texture of the rope. Yeah, I'm not sure what they use either, but I bet you it's more than just rope. I'm guessing it's probably some sort of steel type of wiring. I always thought it was like cat gut, like a guitar string for some reason. I think that, yeah, I think that's for violins, but I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I took archery in college, and I passed, but I don't know. It wasn't like a guitar string. Was it just like a rope? No, it was different, and it was stretchy. Yeah, that's what I would think. And this just looked like standard rope. And I got the regular edition. I'm usually a fan of getting the exclusive editions, but I don't like Sideshow's exclusive art prints most of the time. They don't come at a standard size. They're a pita to frame. (laughs) And that's the only exclusive accessory. If I hadn't gotten him really severely discounted, I probably wouldn't have picked him up. But I like him discounted. The whole I just shot the arrow doesn't quite work because he's not looking in the same place the bow went. And so it could also be seen like I'm waving my fingers like I'm casting magic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a sorcery type of mangled claw of a hand type of thing going on there. His outfit's a little goofy. A little. It's why this outfit is completely retired from Marvel Comics now. He wears what he wore pretty much in the movie, and we'll be talking about that outfit in a few minutes. He looks like freaking Robin Hood. He was. He was a purple Robin Hood. That's how the character was envisioned. But I really like the things they did with the base. 
the color of the stones in my photo studio looked slightly off. Like the insert was a slightly different shade of gray than the base. But once I got them on a display outside of the photo lights, I can't tell the difference. And they did a great job with the paint on him, though. Really happy. He was on our holiday gift guide. I stand by that, especially, again, he is available at deep discounts on retailers everywhere. And unless you're just a huge fan of the Sideshow Art prints, get the regular edition and save a lot of money. Final thing I opened up this weekend was a Kotobukiya statue. I've had a few of these around, but they just started shipping their holiday stuff. And again, we had them on our holiday gift guide. And I opened up the new Daredevil statue. Oh, I'm glad I didn't ask my leading question. I was going to ask you what hot piece of <laughs> did you open up this week, but it's Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not a Bishojo. This is their fine art statues. They're polystone. Right, right. Now, I need to set expectations for this because I've been opening a lot of Sideshow recently. And Sideshow's premium format figures range 18 to 20 inches. I think Colossus might be 21. I opened Galactus. He's almost three feet tall. He's as tall as my nephew. Yeah. So those fine art statues by Kotobukiya are considerably smaller. Well, they're different scale. Yeah, they're about the size of a hot toy. They're a 12-inch scale, a 1-6 scale polystone statue. And so initially... When I got Daredevil out, I'm like, oh, he's a little smaller than I'd expected. But truthfully, this is a very cool statue. Kotobukiya, their slogan is craftsmanship, and I think it really shows. I was so impressed with the base of this piece. Daredevil's always kind of been a little Batman-y and kind of a brooding superhero as of late. I kind of like the movie show. It's not like when he was developed in the 60s and he was like a circus daredevil. Now he's kind of the dark brooding hero. And he comes on this like New York rooftop base with a well-sculpted gargoyle on the end. It really adds a hell of a lot to the base. To the point that I've displayed it base out so we can see the gargoyle. Nice. Yeah, from the pictures, it kind of looks like a log raft that he's standing on, but I see what you're saying now. A log raft? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's floating down the Missouri. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I can see why you'd think it's a raft. I really can. <laughs> but they did a bit of a ledge to it, so it looks kind of like part of it is floating as well, the way he's facing. And Daredevil has a really simplistic uniform being all red. Yeah, I have to say, his outfit is so lackluster. He needs a designer or something to jazz that up. It's better than the yellow and blue he used to wear. Oh, was he an X-Men? He had a pretty goofy looking yellow and, and red thing going on there. Yeah, I'm sorry, yellow and brown, I guess. Yeah. Like Wolverine? Not quite. Just Google Daredevil yellow. You'll see what I mean. It's like old NFL throwback jerseys from like the 30s. You're like, what were they thinking? Now, what I have a question on is, is why is his nunchuck wire string so long? Well, those aren't nunchucks. That's a billy club. And he actually uses it to swing around like Spider-Man. He and Spider-Man can like web swing together. He throws out the end of the billy club and it wraps around something and he can then swing and then it retracts. Oh. And what they did here that is uber cool is Daredevil comes in a static pose. He's a statue and he's got his billy clubs in his hand in a certain way. But the wire that connects is indeed a completely malleable black wire. 
So you can take it and put whatever action pose you want on that. I did a couple different poses in the photo studio and came across several that I really liked for an action-y, it's kind of whipping around kind of look. That is very cool that you have that level of changeability. That kind of gives it a neat little factor there. I did have to change it a couple of times because I set it up one time and I went to take a picture then realized it looked like he was jumping rope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right now you kind of got him in like a... A rock star whipping the microphone cord around type of thing going on. (laughs) Yeah. Now, they went with the red billy club handles on this. Sometimes, as in the movie, he had the white billy club handles. The red is more iconic. They did kind of go identical paint. They didn't paint the billy clubs in any different shade. It's like they just did the one shade of red. But they also put a really nice wash on the costume, though. And that's what I was saying, is it's a very basic costume as designed on the comic page. But the wash they gave him added so much to it. And also they painted his mouth area. And obviously that's just painted on the sculpt. I took some really close-up macro shots. I can find no flaws in the painting there. You won't in Kodo. They are amazing and take such great pride in their work. So it is a limited statue. It was hand-numbered, and there is a limited number. But you can get this at a really good discount. RetailSlayer.com is currently the cheapest place that I'm seeing this for just 170 which is a great price for a good statue. The only complaints i have about this the only ding i can give it is i thought i'd have to return mine because i could not get him in the base the pegs on the feet are slightly wider than the holes in the base and i'm like trying to get him in but i'm scared of snapping the legs off so i googled and other people had this problem too and it's just a matter of what they called wiggle and push And sure enough, if I grabbed the feet and pushed down and did a little wiggle, he snapped in finally, and I don't think he's going to come back out. (laughs) So that was a really cool statue to open, and I'm looking forward to opening up my Avengers Hulk. One thing I love about Kodo also is they're so good with their scale that they've done all those Avengers, and I'm going to be opening up several of those to get out on display now that Daredevil's out. I'm really crossing my fingers, though, with that as you called it, Lograft Base, and his pose, Justin, that they're (laughs) going to be doing an Electra or a Bullseye that will pose with him. Because one other thing Kodo does, and I don't know of a lot of other companies that do this, is they design so many of their pieces to go together. And one of our very, very early shows, I reviewed the Red Hulk and the Green Hulk that were meant to go together like that. And they've been good about getting these figures so that you can put them together in the Styorama style. I think Daredevil needs to be fighting somebody, and so I'm hoping he sells well enough to justify a companion piece. Yeah, with another rooftop piece, preferably another gargoyle. (laughs) Well, that would also be cool because right now I've got him at like a 45-degree angle on the display shelf so we can see the gargoyle. If he was supposed to be facing off with somebody, it would make perfect sense then to have him 90 degrees so the gargoyle's facing out and he's facing his opponent. Yep. But I'm not the only one who's been opening some expensive collectibles. I guess you and Jeff have been opening your bandy toys. <laughs> Jeff just got his. I got my war machine months and months ago, but, you know, Jeff went a different route. He went he went local and ordered from one of his comic shops, I believe, and he finally got his hands on them so he could review them for us. Let's join Jeff for superhero fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo! 
Officer awaiting instructions. Shutting systems down. Yasuragi. Greetings, sir. Jarvis, what the hell? Don't disturb this Spidey groove, because I'm so into Spidey you. Is this an attempt at humor? Well, you're the super intelligent genius computer. You tell me. I recall you asking me to remind you about something important. Right, right. The figure arts. Affirmative. All right, you set them up, I'll knock them down. Very good, sir. Make way, make way, make way for tomorrow, today. Back in June, I gave you an introduction to the wonderful world of S.H. Figuarts, and I was planning to follow that up immediately with a review of the Iron Man Mark VI and War Machine figures. And now, five months later, here I am. Yep. After five long months, these figures finally arrived at my local retailer. As it turns out, Bondi had only a limited license to produce these figures, and then that directly translated into very limited availability. It also didn't help that back in... February. Yes, thank you, February. Bondi announced that both figures were being cancelled for all Asian markets outside of Japan. Ironically, once the shipments arrived at Japanese retailers, guess who bought up the majority of the stock? You guessed it, Hong Kong sellers. Compounding the problem, these figures aren't available in the U.S. through Bluefin distribution like so many other figure arts are. Basically, if you didn't pre-order from HLJ, AmiAmi, or CS Toys, your options are limited now to BBTS, Amazon, eBay, or randomly finding them at a toy show. As for prices, those vary wildly across the different outlets. While the original retail prices were 4,500 yen for the Mark VI and 5,000 yen for War Machine, I've seen eBay listings going from 120 for the pair to 120 just for War Machine. BBTS and Amazon seem to be around the $80 mark with shipping, but there's still one other option that has the potential to trump everyone. Breaking and entering. No, no, no. There's another retail option, which I'll tell you about a little later. But first, let's get into the reasons why you're going to want these figures in the first place. Iron Man Mark VI. The first thing you'll notice about this figure is the astounding color of the armor, or rather its red parts. The gold sections are just a shade more yellow than I prefer, and under certain lights it drifts dangerously close to that crappy greenish gold that you find on so many knockoff figures. It's not a deal breaker, but it is something that I expected better of from Bondi. But that red, it's stunning! It is luscious! so luscious that I wanted to hire Barry White to read this for me, but then I found out that he was no longer with us, so. Your red armor, it is luscious. I'm one of the most powerful computing systems on the planet, and this is how we're spending our time together? Jarvis, don't be a dick. Thank you so much for your request. Unless you need anything, I'll be running diagnostics. Ah, oh, you're such a dick. Bondi's always been exceptional when it comes to metallic colors, except occasionally gold. <laughs> and this figure does not disappoint in the slightest. I've seen a number of Hot Toys armors at shows, and I would stack this figure right alongside any of those. This is the paint that we wanted from Hasbro's 3 and 3 quarter inch and the 6 inch figures. Rich, deep, evenly applied, not a smear or bit of slop to be found, and no paint-fused joints. Of course, with any fully painted figure comes the inevitable risk of paint wear or chipping. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that my figure has a small bit of paint chipped away from the very edge of one of the chest panels. It's not really noticeable unless you're looking for it, but once you see it, you can't unsee it. 
If this figure hadn't been so hard to get at a reasonable price, and if it hadn't been the only one that my local store received, I might consider trying to exchange it. But in all honesty, I'd eventually end up chipping the paint anyway. One real missed opportunity here, though, is that there's no attempt to simulate the arc reactor glow in the chest, eyes, or the repulsors. On the plus side, though, the arc reactor chest port features intricately sculpted details underneath a clear surface panel. Given Bondi's history of specialized, interchangeable parts, it's kind of surprising that no active version was included. If these figures were more affordable and more readily available, I'd consider opening up the chest and applying a light blue wash to the arc reactor, but I'm not even going to think about that on a $60 figure. That's pretty much it for the critiques. Most everything else about this figure is immensely satisfying and a lot of fun to play with. Aside from the extensive articulation that's the standard with the figure arts line, there's also a number of special features and interchangeable parts that let you show off the Mark VI in a wide range of poses and scenarios. First off, there's the hands. Like most SH figure arts, the Mark VI comes with four pairs of hands. Open hands, closed fists, fingers together, and a special second pair of open hands with a peg extended out from the palms. This particular hand is designed to be used with the included repulsor effects parts, which slide onto those palm pegs. There are two each of the short blast type, used for thrust and flight mode, and also the longer type, used to represent a repulsor beam. They do the job, but the longer beam parts tend to curve at the ends where they thin out to a point. It's all PVC though, so it's not a big problem. An interesting thing about the hands is how Bondi's addressed the problem of the panels on the back of the hands getting in the way of the wrist movement. If you own any of the 6-inch Hasbro Iron Man figures, you're well aware that it's not always possible to pose the hands into the firing position with the fingers pointing upward because the armor on the back of the hands just won't physically allow it. Bondi's solution? Make those armor panels hinged across the middle. It's a brilliant solution to the problem, and I'm never going to be able to fully accept any future Iron Man figure that doesn't have this feature. However, there is a downside to this. These panels aren't part of the actual hands, but rather they're individual, interchangeable pieces, and the Mark VI comes with only a single pair of them. They're easy enough to switch out, and they do stay pretty solidly in place. But they are small parts, so try to remember to switch them out over a table or something. Next, there's the air flap panels on the shoulders. Instead of these being movable parts on a hinge, they're completely removable panels that you switch out. The front panel pulls away, giving you access to the rear panel, which is what you switch out for the extended air flaps. Then you put the front panel back on to lock everything back into place. I'm not entirely sure just what these air flaps are for, unless they're a kind of braking system while in flight, or maybe they're to help with maneuvering. One flap up to turn right, the other to turn left, I don't know. I'm not an eccentric billionaire that parades around in one of these things, and that's something that I have to deal with every day. Finally, there's the air flap panels on the calves. At first, I didn't realize that these were removable panels. They fit that well into the sculpt. I just thought they were sculpted panel lines. But you can pull these off and replace them with the panels that are set in the extended position. Again, I'm no rocket scientist. I'm assuming these are meant for brakes. Anyone who knows exactly what they're for can just keep it to yourself. Don't bother me while I'm playing with my toys. Get your own podcast segment. Finally, finally, there are two large thrust effect parts which plug into the soles of the feet. If you have a Tamashi stage stand or similar, you can use it with these effects parts to put Iron Man into a flying pose. Unfortunately, there's no port on his back to plug the end of a Tamashi arm into, so any stand that you use will have to be the C-clamp type that you can close around his waist. I'd also recommend that you use a stand with two poseable arms on it, because the die-cast metal feet are pretty heavy and they'll weigh down the legs so that Iron Man's body won't remain straight in a flight pose. And how about those feet, huh? 
Like earlier figure arts, both Iron Man and War Machine have full metal jacket feet, and they're a godsend when it comes to getting your figure into a dynamic pose and staying there. The ankles can rotate and swivel up or down, the ankle rockers have a good wide range of movement, and the hinged toe section can move up about 40 degrees or down 90 degrees. And the leg armor surrounding the ankles is of a softer PVC which doesn't interfere at all with the ankle movement. I love PVC. It should be used in all action figures and not just in the naughty sexy time bits. <laughs> when you combine the weight and the motion range of these feet with the articulation and tolerances of the rest of the figure, there's very little that you can't do with this figure. You show me the Hasbro Iron Man that could stand on his left leg while holding his right foot up to his chin so that he can look at the underside of it without any kind of standard support. Go on, I'll wait. Wait's over. You can't. This figure is so well designed and manufactured that it's not going to fall out of a pose unless something comes along and makes it. The fact that there's not a single ratcheted joint to be found in this figure is a testament to the high level of quality that's so much of what fans have come to expect from SH Figure Arts. And we're willing to pay for it. Between figure arts, ultra act, and monster arts, I own nearly two dozen figures, and this is quite possibly the best of them all. But I can still detect a little bit of skepticism in you, because you're still looking at that $60 price tag and wondering if it's really worth paying three to four times as much as the Hasbro equivalent goes for. Well, let me tell you something, Buster. You have a bad attitude. I'm going to say it now. There is no Hasbro equivalent. Don't believe me? Oh, you little troublemaker, you. Here. Look at these comparison pictures. You better be looking at the Enhanced Podcast. Do you have any idea how long and hard Shane works on enhancing the show? I swear, you people, I don't know why we let you listen. Bunch of ingrates. Anyway, looking at these comparison pics, the first thing you'll probably notice is that the Hasbro figure is taller. That's actually only partly true, and it's due to a bit of a cheat. If you look closely, you'll notice that the arms, the legs, and the head are almost exactly the same size on both figures. Where the Hasbro figure gets its extra height is in the torso, and it's pretty disproportionate to the rest of the body. You see, Hasbro likes to give its figures a little extra boost in size in order to make them appear a little more heroic or more dynamic. For a great example of this, take your first Avenger Captain America 6-inch figure and put him next to the Nick Fury from the same Walmart exclusive line. Cap stands at a solid 6 inches, making him a true 112 scale accurate figure. But Fury stands a full inch taller, making him representative of seven feet tall. And then Thor, he's taller still. In addition to this twist on man math, their Iron Man movie figures have historically been more geared to replicating the CGI model in plastic rather than representing a man wearing a suit of armor. While the figure arts version still takes a little creative license in the waist, it looks far more like a man wearing a suit. So much so that this figure has now replaced the Hasbro one in my permanent Avengers display. Don't get me wrong, I still love my Hasbro figures. I think they look great, they're fun to play with, they're affordable, and usually more widely available, and they're durable. When I pick out a figure to set on my work desk, I'll go with a Hasbro one, knowing that I won't have to worry about people coming along and messing with it. If you knock my figure arts down on the floor, I'm totally going to cram that thing down your throat. Then I'm going to use your credit card to order another one, and I'm going to cram that one in your other end. Then I'm going to order a third figure with your card, along with whatever else strikes my fancy. Then... Pardon the interruption, but this game is growing old. Right, right. Don't work too hard, sir. You're a real buzzkill, you know that? For you, sir, anything. But visually, there's just no comparing the two figures. Figure Arts kicks Hasbro's shiny plastic ass and steals the keys to the Audi. Enough said. And now, the moment you've been waiting for... Preparing to power down and run diagnostics. Just kidding.
damn right. I wanted to cover the Mark VI first because I know most of you are more interested in War Machine, but I was so impressed with the Mark VI, I wanted to make sure that it got its due before getting to War Machine. But now we're here, so forget everything I just said, yay! To cut to the chase, War Machine is here to chew ass and kick bubble gum, and he's all out of ass bull gum. It seems we are missing a step. Shut up. As you wish. Setting aside the fact that Tony's best friend stole his armor and took it to his biggest rival to weaponize for the government that tried to take it away from him, War Machine is one badass figure. In stark contrast <laughs> to the Mark VI, War Machine's colors are a dark matte gray with silver paneling, interchangeable hands, and a small arsenal of interchangeable weapons. War Machine doesn't have the special repulsor blast hands and effects parts that the Mark VI does, but that's because War Machine's effects parts are used for the forearm mounted machine guns, the over the shoulder Gatling gun with flexible ammo belt, and the foot and calf mounted thrusters. The two compartments on either side of his head open up to reveal mounting points for the ex-wife and the six shot micro missile pods that are generally associated with War Machine but weren't actually included in the film. Like the Mark VI, the calves feature removable panels that you can switch out for the extended air flaps. These panels, however, are on a hinge, and it's just as easy to simply push them up as you plug in the thrust effect parts. But the proper air flap does have the struts molded on, so I suppose using those would be more accurate. Maybe it's my figure, but the hinged flaps seem to fall out whenever I hold the figure by the legs, so maybe that's its way of telling me to just switch the damn parts out already. I tell you, a lot of balls this guy has. Getting back to the weapons. How about them guns, huh? Not only do they have specialized burst effect parts, but they're completely removable as well. You want to send Rhodey into a hot zone armed only with the ex-wife? Well, if you want to get him killed, you can. Frankly, the bastard probably deserves a little ass whooping after shafting his best friend like that. With friends like that, who needs enemas? Am I right? It would be my pleasure. The back of the figure features a circular port that the poseable Gatling arm mount plugs into. This arm can be rotated 360 degrees, if you want to clock Rhodey in the head, and the upper end has a hinged ring that the Gatling gun itself plugs into. The instructions only list the weapons as Gatling cannon and machine guns, but it's been theorized that the Gatling is actually a smaller version of the GAU-17A by General Dynamics, while the machine guns are FN-F2000 tactical assault rifles. Apparently, they are disco enough for Rhodey. As for the rest of the figure, well, what can I say that I didn't already say about the Mark VI? All the same fantastic articulations there, the same attention to minute sculpted and painted details. Oh wait, there is a difference worth mentioning. Rhodey has eyes. Specifically, they're painted in with a bright metallic copper and then outlined with an equally bright metallic red. They're highly reflective and while they're certainly very striking, they also make me wish that Bondi had applied a similar paint effect to the arc reactor, which again is simply painted silver like the Mark VI. Now that we're all in agreement about how awesome this War Machine figure is, how does it stack up against the Hasbro version? And just for kicks, how about the Reveltech one? This is actually a closer contest than the Mark VI, with each figure having its own strengths over the other ones. Remember back at the end of 2010 when I proclaimed Hasbro's 6 inch War Machine, then a Walmart exclusive, to be the best 6 inch figure of the year? Of course you don't, trick question, I wasn't even on a podcast back then. But I did express this opinion to anyone who'd asked, and even some people who didn't and I still think it's one of Hasbro's best. I also like the Rebeltech version very much. I bought it well before SH Figure Arts were even a thought, and I like the slight anime influence in the body lines. But, big surprise, the Figure Arts version is now my default figure. Again, it boils down to body proportions and posability. 
both of which are definitively found in this figure. Both the Hasbro and the Rebel Tech figures use the same elongated torso cheat to make them taller, and it really stands out negatively when you place them next to the figure arts one. The Rebel Tech figure still has the most accurate head, just slightly edging out the figure arts one with its slightly elongated faceplate. The Hasbro version looks decidedly meaner, which is actually pretty cool, but it's also the least accurate of the three. As for stability, well, one of these figures is not like the other, and that one falls on its ass with a sad dependability. While the Rebeltech figure looks great, and it's even better if you add on some silver paint along the edges to simulate wear, it's clearly the shakiest of the bunch, often being unable to simply stand upright without support. At this point, I'd like to be able to say that the contest is between the figure arts and the Hasbro figures, but again, it's just no contest. Can your Hasbro figure stand on one leg with the other leg sticking straight up as he fires off both machine guns and his Gatling without a stand? I thought not. So yeah, Figure Arts rocks at hardcore, and you're just kidding yourself if you can't see it by now. Yeah, yeah, they cost way more than the Hasbro figures. Why do I need another Iron Man? Well, well, it's too much effort to convert yen into dollars. I get it. You're hesitant to embrace change. It's okay. I mentioned another retail option earlier, and here it is. Mandarake, Masters of Time. An excellent choice. Those of you who've been collecting Japanese toys for some time will have undoubtedly at least heard of Mandarake. Maybe you've even ordered from them. For those not familiar, Mandarake is Japan's largest retailer of used, excuse me, certified pre-owned toys and collectibles. And before you automatically balk at the idea of used merchandise, you need to understand a vital truth about the majority of Japanese toy collectors. They don't play with their toys. With the internet offering mass exposure to anyone willing to spend 8 bucks a month on hosting, an enormous number of Japanese fans have taken to putting up websites crammed full of awesome photography and action figures are the prime subject. And with so many sites vying for attention, you need to constantly be up to date with the newest figures before 30 other guys beat you to the punch. It goes something like this. Step 1. Purchase awesome new action figure. Step 2. Carefully unbox awesome new action figure, taking special care not to crease the box or any of its interior packing materials. Step 3. While wearing lint-free gloves, Carefully place awesome new action figure into several awesome action poses, carefully photographing each one awesomely, using as moody, dynamic, and awesome lighting as possible. Awesomely. Step 4. Repeat step 3. A thousand times. Step 5. Carefully return awesome new action figure and all of its accessories to its packaging, being extra careful to reclose the box without creasing or dinging any edges. Step 6. Take awesome new action figure to Mandarake and sell it to help finance the purchase of newer, awesomer, actioner figurer. Start over at step one, ad infinitum. In short, too late, I know. Japanese collectors are awesome and Mandarake kicks ass. There used to be a Mandarake store at the Mitsuo Marketplace in Torrance, California, and I can't tell you how much money I spent there over the year or so that they were there. I mean, we're not talking GameStop BS where they sell something new for 60 buy it back at 25 and then resell it at 55 Japanese consumers won't put up with that nonsense. We're a bunch of suckers. If you're willing to wait, Mandarake can be a goldmine for all kinds of toys that you thought you couldn't afford. As of this recording, neither the Mark VI nor the War Machine are offered there. And, given the limited nature of these figures, it might be some time before they show up. But they will eventually, and you'd be foolish to pass on them at that point. Oh, hot damn, that took forever. You know, you could have ordered both figures, had them shipped, and photographed the living hell out of them in the time it took you to listen to this. Why don't you have these figures yet? 
Do I have to call in Marvelicious host Justin Hammer to get all medieval on your ass? He bought War Machine. Are you saying that he made a mistake? Are you calling him some kind of mistaken mistake maker? How dare you, sir? Or ma'am? Both? Shall we try this again? Quiet, you. Very good, sir. So until next time, remember. Because I tend to forget. Good night. Now back to Justin, Narnie, and Marjorie. Jam on it. God, that was late. Spider-Man. Thank you, Jeff. Shitugi Well, Jeff did a lot of talking about six-inch Hasbro figures there, and that leads us to one bit of... This just in. News from the web! Big Bad Toy Store is the first online to be taking pre-orders for the 2014 Marvel Legends. Yeah, and according to them, they're uh, at least the Spider-Man ones are coming in January. That is fast. I can't hardly believe that, but... I myself, I'm unprepared for Spider-Man Legends that soon. I was thinking more like spring. They may just be saying 2014 because the Captain America ones are also listed as shipping January 2014. Ah. So we know they're coming sometime in 2014, but there is a lot of news that came with this release. Now, so far, Big Bad Toy Store is the only one with this releasing, and there's been a lot of speculation online that we're about to add to. (laughs) But let's start with the absolute fact. I've been wondering for quite some time as a Star Wars collector and Marvel collector why Hasbro was ripping me off on the Star Wars figures. Why is it that a Star Wars figure is $20 for a 6-inch figure when a Marvel figure that in many cases is bigger and has same articulation, same detail, is only 15 a figure? Hasbro must have heard my mental complaint and is rectifying it by raising the price of Marvel Legends to 20 a figure. (laughs) Well, see, that's what you get, Arnie. You complained. Complained in your head. Uh, yeah, which has me a little bit scared about what the super premium line is going to be when we get to Guardians of the Galaxies next summer. But yeah, I mean, 20 bucks, I figure that's kind of where the, the line is headed. And it's not that huge of a shock. But you know where it hurts is when you're buying an entire wave. That's what I'm thinking, because if I look at these cases, eight figures a case, five dollars a figure, that's 40 extra dollars. Now, in, when you buy by the full case, you save a little bit more than that. It looks like I'm going to be spending 30 more a case, but it's still really painful when you look at they're already releasing for pre-order two waves for next year. I mean, this is going to be hundreds of dollars over a year. Yeah. I mean, I suppose there's still a little hope to see what the, the retailers do, because these aren't online only like the Wolverine figures were. So there's a chance that Walmart and Target might keep them down at the $15, $16 price, but probably probably not. <laughs> that might just be hopeful wishing. So a little bit more expensive. You're right. It's not exorbitant, but I know that for people like you who pick and choose, and it may make me, if it keeps going up, someone who does pick and choose, I might be less inclined to get a Hyperion if it was $25. Right. You know, if, unless there's... I mean, obviously, both of these are going to be build-a-figure waves, and you might pick and choose which variant you want rather than getting everything. And that leads to the second bit of news, variants. Now, I'm not sure that we really had known that there were going to be variants in this wave, but according to the listing by Big Bad Toy Store, they are discussing that there will be at least one swapping figure and possibly more. Now, there is a image that has leaked from 
theoretically an Asian online retailer who can't be found that has images that shows three different swap of figures. It shows Black Cat switching to Spider Girl, Carnage switching to Toxin, and Beetle switching to Boomerang. Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, this image looks pretty darn official. I mean, if this is a fake, somebody spent a lot of time just to mess with people. But the Spider Girl, I don't think we've seen or heard about her yet, so that seems like new news. Boomerang, I think, was on display at Comic-Con last year, so that's not a huge shock, but that they'd have him out at Comic-Con and not at New York Toy Fair is a little weird. Yeah, and you're right, we did see him at Comic-Con. He was in the in the case along with Beetle, so those are both legit figures. And the Toxin, I feel like we've heard about before, but I'm not quite sure where he was supposed to be. I'm not sure if he's getting moved around from some other wave or it was just somebody who was talked about a while back, but it seems familiar. Like, I remember talking about Toxin not too terribly long ago. See, and for me, I hadn't any memory of Toxin, and I did some Googling and couldn't find anything except this image out of Asia. Toxin is news to me. Well, it seems like an easy enough swap out with the carnage body we're getting. Yeah, it looks pretty good. And the name that was on the case was Spawn of Symbiotes. And so Marvelous News wondered, since there's been no sign of the Jubilee wave, and there's not a whole lot to authenticate this image, and Spawn of Symbiotes is the only randomly named figure there that sounds like Marvel Madams and Marvel Knights, if Maybe the Jubilee wave is canceled and what we'd be getting is Agent Venom there. But I, I don't see anything to support that they'd be switching Agent Venom. I also don't see anything to s deny that they may have canceled the Jubilee wave, though. There's been no talk about that, and that was supposed to be out in 2013. Yeah, very true. This just kind of muddies the water in the Marvel Legends line, kind of the way the Marvel Universe ending is being muddled with no announcements of Avengers universe yet i try not to get too pissed off it doesn't work but i try about these never seen variants like phoenix force cyclops and blade i mean if they hadn't announced them would i be sitting around twiddling my thumbs going when are they going to make a phoenix force cyclops or when are they going to make a blade it's worse because they are figure teases i mean they show us the six inches and then take it away but <laughs> We're still getting good figures. The thing that would be worst is if they stopped making them. But here, it seems like it's happening again with that Jubilee wave. And I have absolutely no faith in Hasbro. I've lost my faith on this holiday season that they will ever get out variant figures. <laughs> now, we're going to find them at, like, Big Lots or Marshalls or TJ Maxx or Ross one of these days. We're never going to see them at Toys R Us or Walmart. Hasbro's never even shipped them, though. They can't find a retailer to even manufacture them for. Yeah, that's the worst part of it. And, I mean, you nailed it right on the head here. It's like, if if they hadn't shown a lot of these figures, nobody would be complaining. It's like, well, why tease us with these? that You know that you already have the tooling and paint apps ready to go on, and then just figure out you have no way to get them out there. But what what I think we're looking at here... If this is legit, and I do think it is legit, just looking at it, is an actual game plan for at least the Spider-Man 2 line. They're saying, here's the wave, and here's the three swap-outs. 
just like they had for the Punisher wave, right? (laughs) It's all about a retailer ordering that next case. But here's the difference. This is a direct movie tie-in line, which I feel like has a finite amount of shelf time. So these might be a little bit different about getting into retailers because they're saying, hey, this is for the Spider-Man movie. Put these on shelf from, you know, January to March or whatever that may be. With Legends, Legends is just an ongoing line. You know, those are waves that get lost in the bigger picture of things. Maybe I'm just being optimistic. I do think you're right. I mean, we kind of saw that with the Iron Man line where we were a little nervous about Iron Monger and that second wave did get out there and I even eventually found Ultron pretty regularly at Targets and things. Yeah, they did a good job with the Iron Man 3 line, except for wherever the, the hell they're going to do with with the Mandarin. We've seen him and no sign of when he's coming out or if he's coming out. But that kind of leads us to Captain America the Winter Soldier, where they are also going to apparently be doing a second wave. And in the first case, you get two Marvel Now Captain Americas, Two World War II Captain Americas. No movie figures. None? Why would you want any movie figures to tie in with your movie figure line? That would just make sense. And then you get one AIM soldier, one Hydra soldier, one Baron Zemo, and one Red Skull. Now, what all this adds up to, according to Big Bad Toy Store, now, this isn't confirmed. It's possible World War II Cap will come with the torso, But from the image Hasbro gave to them to display, you do not get enough parts in a full case to build a Mandroid. No, and I think we knew this before, that these were being split into two waves, much like the Iron Man 3 waves. You know, you get half of them now and then the other half later in the year. And we can almost guess what that second wave is going to be. I mean, obviously, it's going to be a movie Cap, a movie Winter Soldier, and the Black Widow that we've seen with some... Swap outs. I'm not sure what the swap outs or variants might be. Ooh, maybe it's a Mandarin. Very possibly. Because (laughs) Sir Ben Kingsley has said he's working on a super secret Marvel project. Maybe he's got some small role in Captain America. Oh, maybe. I doubt it. Could be voicing a video game. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think we've seen a lot of these figures before. I know we've seen the AIM figure and we definitely saw Zemo. I'm not sure. I think we saw that cap, but I think this is the first time I'm laying eyes on this this Red Skull. I got to say, it looks neat, but I'm a little disappointed that it's just the Nick Fury body with a new Red Skull head on it. Is that the body they used? The coat, it kind of reminds me of Punisher. Yeah, it could be Punisher's coat, but I think Punisher's coat might be the same one as that ultimate Nick Fury that we got in a two-pack years ago with the ultimate cap. Uh, I... That was before I was buying six-inch figures. Ah, I mean, it doesn't look horrible. It's just, I don't know, a lazy little head swap, it kind of feels like, and not all that special. With all the other coolness we've been getting with Red Skull and the three-and-three-quarter lines lately, this one seems a little, eh, hit and a miss. Well, these are available online now, and you can order the cases now, but I do think, like you say, Justin, with both of these tying into a movie— especially Spider-Man being one of the biggest movie franchises ever. I don't think you're going to have too much trouble finding Spider-Man on store shelves. Captain America, I don't think you'll have any trouble finding the first wave on store shelves. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, look at Thor, but... Right. But Captain America is a little bit more popular. He's got America in his name, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll t- I tell you what, though. I am, I'm starting to take a shine to the packaging. You know, when we first saw this kind of box packaging, I wasn't too sure about it. The more I'm looking at it, I think the more I'm kind of enjoying that being the way forward for six-inch figures. Kind of goes with the Star Wars six-inch line, and you know both these packaging for Spider-Man and Captain America look pretty similar. I think it's I think it's a neat way forward for for the way these will display. I certainly like it better than when they brought out the previous Legends packaging that said Legends on it four different times. <laughs> yeah, that was so really. you didn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> that packaging was legendary. Yes, it was. <laughs> Lots of exclamation points. But I'm lukewarm on the packaging. I don't really care because I'm going to open it. And I think it's just a way of making you feel like you're getting a more premium product. Like with the Star Wars figures, they weren't carded and bubbled. And so you paid more because it felt like such a different product instead of a jumbo action figure. I think that they're psychologically playing us to get that extra five bucks. Oh, yeah. And I love it because, I mean, that's that's my job. That's my career. You know, so, <laughs> so when somebody else can do it to me and I know full well what's going on, I got to give them kudos. You know, I mean, I think somebody over there is doing their job right. You know, and the packaging department is at least doing their job right. But at the end of the day, I look at all these figures and, you know, I'll be happy to own the majority of them. All of them look pretty good. I'm excited that there's more legends coming. I agree with you there. And now I just need to wait and see. What they do with the three and three quarter inch figures. And speaking of three and three quarter inch, we have another wave of Avengers Assemble here to review. Yeah, this Avengers Assemble wave, we've talked obliquely about the figures, but one of our listeners pointed out we've never done a proper review of them. Very true. I know it's kind of weird to, to think that we're going to review these figures since we both had our hands on them for, for, you know, quite a substantial amount of time. You got them much earlier than I did. I silly me thought oh i'll find them in stores and then you're like hasbro toy shop has them and i'm like well i'll find them in stores and they're like hasbro toy shop has all but the leader i'm like well i'm definitely not ordering then and then finally like a month later i see they have all of them including the leader and i just order them online yeah they've you know they've been in and out of stock i think most of them are in stock on hasbro toy shop with the exception of the leader he comes and goes but I have not seen these at retail at all. Not once. Not even a hint of them. I haven't either. I was glad I picked them up online. And yeah, I'd check Hasbro Toy Shop if you're interested in these figures. But let's take a look at them. Here, you know, I guess if these were in stores, I could have pointed that 60-year-old grandma to these because there is a Thor. <laughs> <laughs> it's Thunderax Thor. <laughs> But shockingly similar in looks to that five points of articulation one sitting on the shelf next to him, if he would be on the shelf. Yeah, with the sculpted on helmet and the chainmail and the cartoonish colors, because he's tying into the Avengers Assemble cartoon, really, it is a double take to try to tell the difference. It's the card more than the figure that tells the difference while it's carded. Yeah. Now... This is, looking at it, a completely unique sculpt for a Thor figure, which is kind of crazy considering how many Thors we've seen in the scale over the last, you know, two and a half years. Really? There was no part reuse? I didn't compare him to the other Thors, but I thought 
nah, maybe they brought in the chainmail arms from somewhere else or something. You know, I kind of got that feeling too, but once you look at it and get it in your hands, the chain link on his on this sculpt is really big and loose compared to some of the movie figures. It kind of looks like fish scales. It kind of does. Yeah, it's just not right because it's asymmetrical, they're uneven, they're all, it just... The way they lay, they look like scales. They look like they're laying on top of each other, which they're not, of course. It's just an optical illusion. Not a fan of that chainmail. See, to me, it just looks like patchwork. It looks like a grid. It looks like graph paper. I don't even see them as laying on each other so much as a tile floor that has suffered an earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the more I look at this, the more I wish I would have grabbed that. Remember in... Which line was it that we got? I think it was just the Avengers movie where there was a few comic-based characters. And we got that bearded Thor. Remember him? Yes. I, there might be pieces and parts from him here because these boots are starting to look familiar with those three straps that kind of stick out to the side a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. The ultimate Thor. Right. I wish I had him handy. I don't even know where my version of that one is. but it, These boots do feel like they might have come from that ultimate Thor, though. Still, this is a good comic interpretation of Thor, and it's a really basic figure, though. Compared to the Marvel Universe Thors we've gotten, you look at his chest, and it just kind of is there. It definitely is not molded after anybody's, like, ripping hot pecs or anything. Well, I'm not even thinking like that. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking compared to the comic-based ones that appear to have some more detail in there, usually some more painting... This one's a really matte kind of navy blue. Yeah. Overall, the figure, I feel like, is more solid and heavier than a Marvel Universe figure for some reason. But we're getting some of the articulation here that is more akin to that Avengers line. It's not it's not the five points of articulation, and it's not super articulated like the Marvel Universe. But there's, there's articulation in places where, you know, I wouldn't expect in this line. He's got nice torso articulation and wrists, elbows, no ankles, but plenty of articulation in his knees and and hips. His ankles are articulated. Um, They're not Vonner ankles. Oh, whoa, they are. Nice. I I completely thought that they were just all one piece, but now that I've moved it a little bit, I got to move. See, the first thing I do when I grab a new action figure is just start moving it all over, much to the chagrin of Arnie, who panics every time I do it. It looked like you were trying to see if Thor's legs were a Thanksgiving wishbone. That's not what I was doing. I was testing his articulation. He can move, let me tell you. Yeah, he's surprisingly well articulated. Yeah, the double knees that they've done here and the swivel thighs. Again, this is a less articulated line like the Avengers, but this one, I'm really happy with the articulation everywhere except, strangely, the neck. (laughs) They did make the mullet flare so that he can move his head a little more than some of the movie-based figures, though. Did you notice what they did around his waist with the top of his tunic? It's kind of like this ring, like a belt, I guess, so he can move his hips and everything. But it makes it kind of flare out like he's at a Ren Fair or something and wearing, like, a fancy jacket. Well, he is dressed like a Ren Fair, but... I know! You're right, it moves up and down. I hadn't noticed that until you said it. Yeah, it's a separate little piece that's not as clever as some of the Thor 2 figures that we just reviewed, but I think it does its job. You know, it's not in the way and it allows for, you know, you to wishbone his legs out if need be. It just looks silly. <laughs> now, I kind of dig his hammer. Really? Okay. It's just a hammer. What am I missing? Well, with all the Thor figures that we've had, I thought we would just get a repacked hammer. 
But this is bigger than any of those hammers that we've seen in the movie lines. You like a big hammer, Justin? I, hey, I cannot lie. <laughs> See, I looked at it, and it just looked kind of blah in that it's just this molded gray on it. It lacked any kind of detail. It really looked like what I'd imagine a Norse stone hammer to look like and not like what I would imagine the God of Thunder to carry. What's that other thing he's got? It's like a waffle <laughs> iron or waffle fry something. Yeah, this is an accessory from somewhere in our past. I remember messing with this. It might have even been the original Thor line might have had one of these. I think it was the Avengers line that came with this again. That one of the Thors in the Avengers line wave one came with this little. This is the Thunder Axe. Ah. <laughs> and that sounds like something from an Iron Maiden stage show, doesn't it? <laughs> Bruce Dickinson and his Thunder Axe. Which, wait, that sounds like a good show. Hmm. <laughs> Great. Now I want to see this character playing it with the axe in a guitar pose. Like, <laughs> Yep. See, it works, doesn't it? <laughs> Thor's got a new job. Oh, it's totally a guitar, man. That's a guar guitar. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about this, I mean, the Thunder Axe can go in that Galactus box of parts. Even Galactus is getting full of parts by this point. <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about the face. Maybe it's just the one I got, but his eyes are kind of, his pupils are at the top. So he looks like bored Thor, like sarcastic. <laughs> I'm tired of being in this high school English class Thor. Mine too. Yeah. He's totally yeah. rolling his eyes directly up like, uh. <laughs> Must thou talk about Beowulf again, wench? <laughs> yeah, and it's especially exaggerated if you if you push his chin down as far as it'll go. Then he looks like he's like really being sarcastic and like, shut the F up, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's made worse by the fact that his face looks so small in that helmet. Yeah. It's a face highlighter helmet is what it is. It's like, here's your eyes, nose, and mouth. <laughs> but overall, a good figure. For a $10 figure, I expect a little more, but I do like the articulation. It It is merely the face I have a slight problem with. Yeah. And I'm just, you know, after getting our hands on... I don't know how many of these so far. After we reviewed these, this might be eight or nine of these figures. I'm not entirely sure what they're going for yet. If it's, It feels like sometimes they're trying to walk the line between cartoony and real, but some figures go more realistic than others, and others go way more cartoony than others. And this Thor feels like kind of more on that cartoony side of the scale. Very much so. When you said he feels, you know, bigger, heavier, term that came to mind for me is chunkier. And, like, he's meant for kids to play with. Yeah. But in this whole line, he's the only figure I can say that about. Because the others do feel more like your standard action figure that I'm used to. Such as the next one, Hawkeye. We were talking about Hawkeye's new comic outfit. The, I've lost the Robin Hood hat and I now just love purple. <laughs> but I'll just have it accent my black outfit so that I don't look like the Joker. <laughs> yeah, this very much feels like the the shrunk down version of the Marvel Legends that we just reviewed not too long ago. And I almost want to go dig out an Avengers movie Hawkeye to see if they're using parts from that. Because it feels very much like the same articulation from that figure. Well, and it looks exactly the same, like the face and everything. You know what I mean? I'm not saying they reused the head. They didn't reuse it, but yeah, it looks like they're inspired by Jeremy Renner. Yeah, it's that same kind of extreme looking guy, you know? He probably mm -hmm. drives like a little tiny truck that's got some flames on the side or some kind of paint. 
<laughs> the Hawkeye mobile. Yes. They definitely reused the Avengers line accessory of that really silly bow cannon. Oh, yeah. Stupid little spring-loaded thing that you can snap his actual bow onto the side. And then <laughs> we talked about these before. I think these are the same, same arrows, just different colored this time around. They all look like adult toys, if you remember. They do. Yes, this one especially does. <laughs> it's an adult toy launcher, actually. Ah, <laughs> uh, yep. Unnecessary accessories with this one. But he does come with a cool new double quiver. He's got way more arrows than the standard Hawkeye might. Well, and that answers that question, because I kept wondering, what's he do when he runs out of arrows? I mean, has he got, like, a locker he's hauling around with him? He's got finite firing power. <laughs> As shown in the SNL skit. Yes. I'm going to go pick up a few of my arrows. But, Justin, I think you're right. I'm looking at my movie Hawkeye, and I think this is... The same figure. He's got the same strap across the front. They didn't paint the little shield logo. Instead, they just gave him the silver disc there. But it's got the same buckles. He's got the same kind of wrist straps that he's wearing. I think they may have just repainted that figure to add purple where the last one was black on some of the leg straps and put on a new blonder head. Yeah, that would be my major question. Is it a new head or... It is definitely a new head. The last one was much rounder, Jemmy Renner face. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, there's enough newness here that it doesn't necessarily scream movie version of Hawkeye. No, it looks quite a bit different, but if you look at the way it's painted, you can definitely tell. Like, if you look at this one, there's a little black disc on his right, your left side of his chest. That was a painted emblem on the movie one. Here, it's still sculpted there, so you can see where they would have painted it, and they didn't. So it's about the same as what they did to Black Widow Maria Hill in the Avengers line. Yeah. But I like the metal purple paint they used on this one. I really think it makes him look sharper than the movie figure. More comic-y, more fun. Well, and I think that purple is very key to make it stand out, because otherwise it's going to be a blah figure with so much black, and he's an archer. But it is a very nice metallic purple. Yeah, I think the colors on here pop a lot more than the the movie version. And, you know, I mean, I, I think I had the same issues with articulation on the previous version where it's just it's his arms aren't well enough articulated to get him in a cool pose where it looks like he's pulling back his bow. Or just fired it like the sideshow one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All he can basically do is like, look, I have a bow. And I can motion with this arm over here. <laughs> <laughs> but on a cartoony scale, this guy falls more on the realistic side than cartoony. And probably because he comes so much from the Avengers line. But you know what? I really like the look of this figure. I think he adds a lot and he fits in so well with the more cartoony comic booky Avengers. It's our first time getting this new Marvel Now outfit Hawkeye, and I'm happy with it. I really like the way they've redone it, and the head makes it a little bit more than just what a customizer could do. Yep, I agree with that. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick using existing parts, especially when they repaint them so well into repurposing them into a completely new-looking figure. I'm okay with that, especially with the next two figures we're going to be talking about, because both of them come directly from Avengers figures. Now, the next one, 
I'm really glad that they told me this on the card. It is Aerial Assault Nick Fury, or Jet Armor Nick Fury, but clearly marked on the back of the card, figure does not fly. What? That's a ripoff. Now without a $16 helicarrier from ToysRUs.com. <laughs> so this one is the Marvel Now version of Nick Fury, the most wonderful retcon ever. When you need to turn Nick Fury from a white guy to a black guy, <laughs> you make it Nick Fury Jr., his son. <laughs> Who was obviously born without an eye because it's a heretical thing, right? <laughs> no, they just both <laughs> lost their eye. <laughs> What are the odds? I don't know. I need the mathematician to do the formula. <laughs> Big fashion faux pas. Navy blue with a black coat. Come on. And all this white. He's got like white go-go boots on. I agree with you. There's some goofiness going on in this outfit. What's with all... The, why does it all have to be white? I don't understand it. Well, see, they're going for the classic S.H.I.E.L.D. uniform and trying to mash it up with the cool Nick Fury of the movie universe. And it just looks like Nick Fury's kids got into his... His closet and decided to play dress up is what it looks like. Yeah, it's like he put on a little dad's clothes. It doesn't matter if they match. <laughs> I will say this. It looks like he will match the exclusive Helicarrier Maria Hill figure that we got at Comic-Con last year. Yeah, I like the trench coat look on him, though. I like the big black trench coat. The face is interesting because they're clearly not going for a Sam Jackson likeness. In fact, they're going the exact opposite way. It looks like Terry Crews. Very nice. Very nice call. That's exactly who it looks like. It is, isn't it? It's got that same face as Terry Crews. Can this figure flex his pecs? Who knows? It's under too many layers of things. Yeah. (laughs) You don't find it at all strange to have a black trench coat and then white gloves. (laughs) (laughs) It is kind of weird. It's like he's going to commit a crime or jewelry heist. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It really is. The outfit has to go. I, I like how they did the trench coat, though, with armless, but it doesn't look like it comes off. No. I mean, this is the same same base figure as the movie Nick Fury with a new head that's less Samuel Jackson-y <laughs> and just more painted to be the classic style. And I think that's a problem because I've watched some of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoons with Nick Fury, and he dresses much more like the movie-based one. He dresses more all black and yeah the shield outfit does have black with the white stripes but i think because they used the movie version there's just a lot more white that doesn't make sense and when he has the gloves that go up to mid forearm and they're white they just look better than when he has the black trench coat sleeves that go to the wrist and just white hands yeah i feel all in all this might go near my Zubaz pants Captain America when all is said and done. (laughs) I also find it very odd that he comes with bright white guns. Yeah, one's bright white and one's kind of a silver plastic, but once again, it's that gun into the holster on his chest that doesn't come out. So that might have been just lazy painting. It really, really was lazy painting. They didn't want to pay for that extra app (laughs) that would change the color to black. Well, the silver and white don't go well together, though. But, no, the gun in his hand, they should have just gone black on that, and they should have gone the extra paint app to put some black on there. But, yeah, other than his face, on the body, there's no black paint, and so they just didn't do the extra app. They're cost-cutting, and that's where it shows. Yeah. Yeah, this is 
the one figure I agree with you, Justin, that I'm, I like having a Nick Fury, but the bright white, it's almost like I custom to figure with white out. It is that bright. <laughs> It is, and to make matters worse, it's it's a combination of white paint and white plastic. So you're going to have a couple of different whites. And eventually it's going to age differently, too, so it's going to be yellow in places. And yeah. Uh, I just, this isn't a figure meant for the long haul. Now, I know we don't pay a lot of attention to these made-for-kids play feature accessories, but his jetpack's pretty stupid, too. That is yeah. really stupid. It does not look good on him. Nope, and this is repurposed from the Winter Soldier in the Captain America line. That's right. Hence the star on the back. It's even got the Winter Soldier star. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of sculpted in there, so they had to keep it a star. But yeah, this is different colors than Winter Soldier's pack, but same stupid accessory at the end of the day. But if that's the low point of the series, let's take a look at the high point of the series, Samuel Stearns. Mm-hmm. Or as they call him, Radiation Rocket Leader. I bet he has a radiation rocket. Hmm. <laughs> now, this is just a fun-looking toy. Is he so bright with the... Would you call that orange? That's orange to me. Some people call that yellow, but then I get mad at him. I don't know what color it is. It's like a weird orange-yellow, but it's not either. I'd call it orange. Whatever it is, it's fun and bright, and it's really stark against the, the black pieces and parts to his outfit which all go very well with the green skin of his head and hands. I love the look of this figure. I'm a leader fan. I have always enjoyed it when the Hulk fought the leader. I think it's a great pairing. And I have found it a travesty that in all these years of Marvel Universe figures, we never got a leader figure. Now, this is the late 80s, 90s kind of Peter David era leader, not the egghead leader that you see from the 60s or even the early 80s when I'd see Spider-Man and his amazing friends with leader. He still has a really weird head. He does, but it's more veiny and bulbous because that looked a little bit cooler in the Todd McFarlane era of art than just a giant vertically enlarged Dilbert type noggin. <laughs> yeah. It's more it's more Brainiac and less Coneheads. Yes, that's a great way to put it. But it's less <laughs> butthead than I've sometimes seen the leader drawn. Yeah, I mean, he still has a crack, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's not, not super buttheady ish <laughs> That's because he is not styling his hair right. <laughs> yeah, the only hair he really has is eyebrows and his sinister mustache. He does have a wonderfully sinister mustache. It's totally snidely whiplash. <laughs> you know he's bad because of his mustache. And it looks like they use some metallic green paint to paint his eyes. It's silver, I think. I think it's a silver paint with black pupils. And the fact that they did that, the fact that they did put the extra money here. I know when they are costing, they don't cost per figure, they cost per case. And if they went El Cheapo on Nick Fury so that we could have a badass leader, I'm all for it. Yeah, definitely. I'm digging it. Now, do you know which figure this came from do you recognize the base body actually this is the comic scroll really yep everything but the head from the head down it's the scroll repainted but in such a good way that it doesn't even really feel like that scroll figure but the shoulder pads and the belt are new aren't they nope it's all painted in such a way that it feels like a new figure that's i mean i'm gonna applaud them for being able to take such a unique sculpt and repurpose it in such a way with just paint apps. Well, obviously in a new head, but 
talking about the body, they went a long way with just paint apps. That is very well done, and I am I'm game for this kind of a repurpose because it looks so much like how I expect the leader to look. You know, he's had a number of different variations, but the V of the brown on him and the orange, it has always just screamed leader to me. So no, that's really well done. It does your, now that I am looking at it, yeah, it is lacking in any ankle articulation, which is a little bit of a bummer, but I'm, I've never been live or die by ankle articulation anyway. Maybe it's because he's got his rocking boots on or something. I don't know. I can't decide the criteria that they do for the ankles. Like, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, so I don't know. Yeah. He stands really well, so it's not like we need it. I only need it when I can't get them to stand, and I'm like, dang it, if I could just bend the ankle. (laughs) Well, and sometimes it's a hindrance because, you know, the Nick Fury does have ankle articulation, but it doesn't matter because you're not going to get him to stand up very easily because his legs are a little (laughs) bow-legged. But this guy does come with an accessory that just feels like a complete afterthought. The colors don't match the figure. It's a neon green. <laughs> Isn't it an Iron Man thing? Like the, one of the Iron Man weapons repurposed? Yes, it totally is. That makes no sense. Something's going on with this. This is redonkulous. Well, the projectile is a different green from the green on the on the firing thing, which are both completely different greens from the leader green. Yeah. So yeah, that is going into not the Galactus box, but the trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, what if you get a day glow figure? Ooh, you're right. I better save it. That said, when we hit toy fair last February, they had the leader out and I was excited for him. and they didn't disappoint. What hit shelves looks as good as what we saw back then Maybe even a little better with these silver eyes. And this is the first time we've had him, and I think he looks Marvel Universe ready. He can go right up there with all my MU figures. If you only get one figure from this wave, it should be the leader, because he's great to go in with your other comic-style figures. And I think that's why you can't find him on Hasbro Toy Shop. Everybody's doing that. Exactly. Yep, he's definitely the standout here. And if... You know, the other ones are skippable unless you're fans of those exact characters. You know, we we have Hawkeyes, but if you need another one, here you go. And I think this Thor is unique enough that a Thor collector might want to pick it up just because we don't have other Thors that look like this in, in the MU line. So that one is a close second. And the other two are, if you need them or want them, hey, go ahead and pick them up. Yeah, but the leader is a little bit harder to get. He is currently going for 20 on Amazon. But keep in mind, these have not shipped to stores yet, and they still may. You know, I mean, this this line is at most retailers. It's just, you know, they've kind of all got wave one and then not reordered. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go paying crazy prices just yet. It's still an active line that is at retail. Well, that is our show for the week. Glad we got to review some figures and we didn't bump Matt Damon or anything this time. <laughs> now, next time in two weeks, we begin our year in review. So, yeah, we'll be back with a handful of special guests to help us go back over the highs and lows of the, the last year. It's a great time, always is. So, in the meantime, if you find anything in stores be sure to post to our facebook leave us a voicemail send us an email at show at marveliciousToys.com. and if you enjoy the show please head to itunes leave us a five-star review we always appreciate that feedback so all that and more on the next marvelicious toys
Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help our show by leaving a positive review for the show on iTunes. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. At the site, you can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for Marvel toys, talk and trade with the Marvelicious forums, and much more. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. We want to hear your thoughts on Marvel collectibles. You can leave reports of your latest toy finds as well as product reviews on our voicemail at 803-MARVEL-4 or email an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at MarveliciousToys.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Marvelicious website design by Jason. Graphic design by Justin. Website photo editing by Jen and Jeff. Podcast enhancement by Andrew, Shane, Daryl, and Barrett. Announcements by Brock. The Marvelicious theme song, Bam Pow Kablam, is composed by Joe Harrison. See more of Joe's work at www.starwarsfanworks.com slash lionsmouth. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered weekly at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel Multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Venganza Media production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. And no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated. I was in way too much of a turkey coming. And you know what I did to, to remedy this situation? I ate leftover turkey. <laughs> that always works. Why. Yeah. It's like the movie Awakenings. You were asleep forever, you woke up, and then you went back down. Took a nap. <laughs> Let my credit card just burn up the inner wit. That's a better way to do it. And are they airwaves, really? That was kind of a misspoken word. It was a mixture of internet and airwave and became interwave. Mm. <laughs> Ride the interwave, kids. <laughs> When I got Daredevil out, I'm like, oh, he's a little smaller than I'd expected. We've all said that a few times. <laughs> so let me get this straight. You grabbed his feet, wiggled a little, and pushed. Mm-hmm. I love that whole description. Yep. Wiggle and I push. Forgot, forgot what we were talking about that for a minute. <laughs> I have a whole other image. <laughs> oh, that's right. Daredevil. Okay. I'm back. Ugh. Justin, you want to lead us into our four-figure review? Four-finger review? <laughs> four-finger review. That's when I drink a lot of whiskey before we start. <laughs> four fingers of whiskey. It's like a cup. <laughs> well, that leads us into our review of Avengers Wave 2 figures. Get it? Leads? <laughs> no. Uh, no. I'm way more clever than I think I am. <laughs> Or quite the opposite. Are you talking Ned Leeds or are you talking Leeds the city? Sure. My dad's from Leeds. Again, one person gets that. And it's me. Yeah. I know. It's Thunderax Thor. Thunder, Thunder, Thunderax Thor! <laughs>
Yeah, I think the the colors on here pop a lot more than the the movie version. And you know, I mean, I I think I had the same issues with articulation on the previous version, where it's just it's his arms aren't well enough articulated to get him in a cool pose where it looks like he's pulling back his bow. Hello? Yep, can you hear me? Yeah. Is he soft to you or are my headphones dying? He was soft. Was I soft? You're softer now than you were just a second ago. Uh-oh. It's okay, we can get through it, though. Well, as long as he's not soft on his end. I mean... Are you soft, Justin? <laughs> Let me check. At the moment, I'm soft. So all that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys. <laughs> Volleyball me. <laughs> he did, didn't he? <laughs> Uh, and if I didn't have to pee so damn bad, I would have just been like. <laughs> <laughs>